Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello folks and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we are talking about Rangers getting three points on the board and the hordes at the other side of the city getting the, the shark, the, the shark-shaped fence out in, uh, in the masses um, here to discuss uh, Quite a quite an impressive two 0 victory over Ross County. If I am allowed to get my ahead of myself, uh, first of all, the first lady of the gallant view, Shona. How are you? I'm very well, Colin. What a Saturday we had, didn't we? Waking up to Twitter this morning was absolutely brilliant. So, no, thoroughly looking forward to uh, talking about Rangers, and uh, hopefully we'll see. Uh, is it Joyce? The second coming out this 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 Sunday, maybe not. We'll see what happens. So, but like, um, wanted to ask the guys in the comments what they think of the goal Tavernier scored. Was it better than the one Sima scored midweek, or is it better than the one that Matoda scored? So I'm sure we'll go into that. Um, in the podcast, but we get to see what the guys in the comments think of the goals that we scored over the last two games. Shona, you throw the ball up and I batter the park here. Obviously, for the next guest, um, I changed the name of tonight's uh, pod to Tav Only Scrolls Penalties. Dot dot dot. A wee bit of irony here. Here, um, from joining us from the James Tavernier Loyal RSC, um, the founder Curry. How are you, my friend? After that intro, um, I'm away. See you later. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a wee bit of humble pie coming for me this week, but. Uh, We'll discuss it later on, but my actual thoughts on Tavernier and obviously everybody's my favourite Ranger player, uh, John Lundstrom. Uh, our introduction to 
Kimar Roof and he's returned to Rangers and obviously a, a few other things including the women's favourite and there'll be a few, few hearts broken right in the Rangers uh, Beirets uh, and Isaji going out on loan so there's plenty to talk about and obviously a certain result uh, a certain place where nobody wants to go uh, we'll probably have a wee, wee dig at that as well so that could be good and last and by no means least, joining us again, Scott, how are you, my friend? Not bad, Colin, not bad. Thanks for having me on again, mate. No, oh, it's a pleasure. And has your weekend been as pleasurable as the rest of us? Oh, definitely. What a day I had yesterday. Absolutely fucking tremendous, man. <laughs> Very nice. If anybody's wondering why um, we do these live streams at half eight, like, obviously, like, it suits most of us with like, family or work commitments, but it's also if Rangers do well, you need all day in the Sunday to fucking recover. So here we are. Um, still a wee bit shaky, but let's get right into it. Showing up, um, Rangers uh, Rangers lined up yesterday with um, a couple of changes, a couple of surprises in the lineup. Jack Butland and goals, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Golson, John Suter, Borna Barisic. Midfield three, Todd Cantwell, John Lund, somebody called and, and then Sam Lammer, Sam Lammers in behind Kmar Roof and Cyril Dessers. So I think probably the most surprise um, came for the the front three uh, because we do have a lot of options there. There's a lot of people saying, why Danilo? Why, uh, why not Dessers? Why not Danilo instead of Dessers? Why Lammers in behind there instead of Cantwell? Obviously, the biggest talking point was Kmar Roof, and I want to get everybody's thoughts on him yesterday. Um, it's, there's been a wee bit of the Jordan Rossers about Kmar Roof on his um, expected return. It's been the longest 70 to 10 days um, ever, but what was your thoughts on his performance yesterday being rounded off with a goal? I thought he looked really, really sharp on the ball yesterday. I thought some of the passes that he's made and uh, his link-up play with Dessers at times um, was really good. I think the the ball that he put across for Dessers, that Dessers obviously uh, headed the ball, he probably should have done better. I think the goalkeeper makes a good save with his feet at the time. So, no, look, I thought uh, Kimar Roof looked really sharp. He looked fit. Um, he wasn't scared to get into in amongst it all. He wasn't scared to get into a tackle either. That's what I noticed as well throughout the game. But I think when it got to about the 65th to 70th minute, he was definitely blowing a bit of a gasket at that point. So, look, there's still work to be done. But from what I saw from Roof, it's exactly what we've been asking for. That... I'm telling you now, Roof is the best striker at our club, and you saw that with the goal that he scored. It was fantastic movement. We obviously managed to get his, his, his foot round. He was off balance as well at the time, so that's just like a clinical instinct uh, striker's goal. That's the way I look at it. I don't think anybody else in that pitch would have scored that kind of type of goal. So, no, it was really refreshing to see Roof back yesterday. Really good. Um, if he can continue what he's doing, I think now he's only had, I don't think he's had that many appearances for Rangers, but his goal ratio for his appearances at Rangers is second to none. It's really, really good. So if we can get a fit and firing move, what a season we're in for. If we can get him fit and firing and then we can get Dessers and Daniel, what a front three that we will have. Curry, I think um, <laughs> it's definitely been uh, an overused phrase and one that's probably frustrated you for uh, what I can see in the group chat. If Ruth is fit, he's the best striker at the club, or he's X, Y, and Z. And there's a lot of a lot of people in the comments rightly calling that out, but Teddy Bear calling out saying we need to calm it down and make sure we can get half a dozen games underneath him first. But I do I do buy into the roof hype. I do also share the frustration of it. It's a double edged sword, but I don't think it's any any coincidence that the only time 
like we've won the the lead since he's been here is the is the season when we got thirty odd games out of him. It was ter- terrific. To show this point, he's not just a goal scorer. He's so rounded. He can play wide, right, wide, left. He can play in the pocket. Um, he popped up with a goal, and I think you. There was one point yesterday, I think it was a ball in fair deep. It was Borna Barisic esque right on the head of Dessers as well. Dessers has to do better there, but that just shows you how much Roof can bring when when he is playing. Well, on the first point you made to Shona about the, the lineup, I, I was shocked at the lineup. I was like, oh, there was about four or five different uh, changes there that I was like, what? What, 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 what they did on? But on Roof, we'll get back to the, the main point. Roof is, and everybody's always said, he is the best striker, our most clinical striker we have. No, he's, I'd probably know the best, but he's the most clinical striker that we've got at Rangers. But, but he's one fault, as, as we keep on saying, he made the chocolate. And it's like every single game that he gets into, all we're doing is, it was like, I think a lot of people were saying on Twitter that they, were, they couldn't get a bet on uh, Ruth scoring and getting sent off, or sent off, or going off injured. You couldn't get a bet on that because everybody, it was like guaranteed that it was going to happen. Thankfully, it never. Ruth is a, a person, I don't like him, right? I'll put my hand up, right? <laughs> I don't like him, but there's a reason for I don't like him, or I've never liked him. I love him when he scores obviously, and he scored the best goal that I've ever seen for any Rangers player in odd my times in my life, I think. It was one of the greatest goals that I've ever actually seen. Now, see, when he does score, he's such a miserable bastard. I don't know, he just, he doesn't celebrate like any other player would, would do. It's like, I look at me, I scored. I'm like, all right, you scored, mate. Fucking show, show a bit of passion. He never, ever shows that. And I think that's the thing that gets me. But <laughs> saying that, it was a fantastic goal. Tavernier put in a really good cross right into the danger area. Ruth managed to manhandle the guy. The two of them were at it with each other. So it was 50-50. It could have actually been called as a free kick or a penalty, either way, it was that type of situation, but he managed to see Rapley's leg round, get in front of him, and how he managed to see that ball and hit it, it was unbelievable, but that shows the type of striker he is, he's deadly when he's fit, and he's playing, but he needs to do that week after week after week. And the, the thing is, it gives it does give Bill a bit of thought on who he's going to be using as his main striker the rest of the season. Because if Kimar stays fit, it's going to put a lot of pressure. A lot of people in chat on Twitter are going absolutely after going nut at Dessers. Because he's, he's, no, he's supposedly no putting in the numbers that they want. But I, I, this is the thing we were talking about earlier. We need to watch what we're saying about players. How bad they are or how good they are until the season is actually up and gone because it's only we're only three games into the season now. So we need to watch what we're saying about certain players and how garbage they are or how good they are. We're just let, let's wait to further on. It's the same we'll get into what's going to be happening. Where is the fun weekend. in that? Where's the fun in no making an ass at yourself? No, because I'm fucking sick of making an ass of myself. So, <laughs> so I think I've done that enough. The whole of you on here a couple of months. So it's not. You, you watch what you're saying. And what I'm trying to say is, 
I just want everybody to calm down a wee bit. Uh, it's dead easy, and I'm guilty. I'll put my horn up. I'm one of the first ones to get off my heat at players and shout dogs abuse and give them shite. And I'm ready to praise players that really shouldn't deserve praise. But I'm going to try and I'm trying to keep my heat down because I'm optimistic, but I don't want to get too overboard because you know yourself, you're guaranteed that it's going to come back and bite you right in the arse. The joys of doing a podcast, of course, that's why we do it. It's the thrill of making an answer yourself, as I said. But, Strop, just on the, the forward positions then, because um, there's a, there a lot of people coming in the comments about, who oh, do we play next week in the old firm? But we're forgetting we, we do have the um, a small game in Eindhoven on Wednesday night. Um, Roof does provide a different option. How did you... How did you like the look of if you did um, him and Dessers up front, and probably want to get your thoughts on Dessers more than Ruth because, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a grass half field kind of guy. Like a Rangers player will have to pet roll my fucking car before I start writing them off. Um, it's a bad habit I've got. I think Dessers done well on Saturday. I can't quite get on board with the. Aye, the, the amount of flack that he's getting, he pops up with goal involvements, he pops up with assists, um, he puts himself about. I, I'm quite liking the look of him, but what I do really like is we've got Dessers, Danilo, Roof, all three different options for the strikers, um, which I'm a big fan of horses for courses. See, before I get into your question, I just want to say uh, you can see a difference in the fitness of the team and the players coming back for injury who have signed a good doctor back. The medical department at Ibrox has been upgraded. It's got standards again. It's running away. It should. Kamar Roof is going to give us a season similar to what it was like post Geo. Um, when he was maybe churning out about what, 25, 30 matches a season. We're managing him right by dropping him out of Euro squad. We're giving him minutes when we can afford to give him minutes. And he's, it's going to let him get involved, i.e., like a, by a top class goal on Saturday like he did. Um so I just I wanted to get that off my chest first because you know what fifth play to Rangers. They're managing the injuries a lot better this season than what they were last season. So that's a massive improvement. Um in terms of serial Dessers, he's a bit of an enigma for me. Um I'm struggling to find times where I I like it. I loved his assist last uh, last week against PSV. Um, but on Saturday, I didn't really, I didn't really see much. He's not working the centre backs enough for me. He's no, um, his link up play at times was okay with Ruth on Saturday. I would really like to see Danilo and Ruth together pair up in a league match. I think a uh, combination play in the link up is going to be out of this world. Um, several Dessers, I we all know he's come off the back of a bad injury. He's not really the pre season. It's going to take him time to get going. And he already is going. Um, but I think there's a lot more to come for the big one. Um, and I just... I, I, he, he needs a bit more time to get up and running. He needs a couple of goals because uh, he scored a penalty and he scored a tap in. Um, we need to see him... I want to see him start hitting a few shots off and really, really getting involved in front of a goal. He's, he's doing a wee bit of work off the ball, but he's not, he's not quite there yet for me. Um, we've got a with a five million pound player sitting on the sitting on the bench and uh, 
Saturday. It just shows you how far we've come first time last season. Um, so I definitely room for, for optimism and there's going to be plenty of goals between the three strikers this season. I think that's quite a fair way to summarise it. Um, you know, plenty, plenty of room for optimism, but definitely still room for improvement with what, what you've called out there, Shona. And uh, Shona, what was cross pointed out there about Danilo being the the man with the, the price tag attached to him? And he's going to get a bigger weight of expectation, rightly or wrongly. He is going to, he is going to have more fans wanting him on the park while the the strikers are still untested, I feel like. Um, I do take comfort in the fact that he is a very different striker for Dessers, but going into, going into midweek and the two games we've got ahead of him, ahead of his, I do think Danilo is probably the more chronicle of, of the two, and I think he's probably probably the man I'd want leading the line, but Michael Beale does seem to prefer Dessers. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Dessers is the go-to man for Beale at the moment. I think he's had like, two goals and four assists. I think Danilo's problem has been that when he's came in, he's missed so many sitters. So many sitters as Danilo's missed. And I think uh, he'll just prefer that kind of maybe a bit more. This is why I think he also prefers Sima as well, because they give a bit more physicality when it comes to even like when it comes to defending. So I even think when it comes to the European nights, I, I expect Dessers to start because I think he gives that more where he can hold up the ball a wee bit better. I actually disagree with Scott. I actually thought Dessers did okay at the weekend. I think, yeah, okay, fair enough. He didn't he missed the, the one with the header and a few decent chances, but I think his movement off the ball was really good, especially for the Tav goal. When uh, Tav had that movement right through the park, we had the three guys moving mm-hmm. forward, and it was him that was pulling the defender away for, obviously, Tav to create that space for him to go in and hit that shot. So um, I think um, Bill will go with Dessers. I think Dessers brought probably more to what Danilo's brought so far. I agree. I thought Danilo was going to be the guy that was going to come in and he'll be the more clinical, dynamic striker that we were looking for, somebody that's got pace, can take on defenders, twist and turn. Um, but we haven't really seen that in the last... Look, these guys are going to take time. And I think Danilo's been a wee bit unfortunate that he's not been able to get into the squad in the last kind of two games. Really, he's not really had that many minutes. So, look, I expect Dessers to start at the weekend, but I do expect maybe a wee surprise coming that old firm game on Sunday. Because uh, I've got a feeling that you might go with either Canelo or Matondo. You're on mute. There you go, folks. Amateur podcast. And that's why extra content only costs £1 a month instead of the £2 that you pay for heart and hand. There you go. You get the odd brain fart um, and the host put themselves on mute. But, Curry, moving away from the the front three then you know i do want to spend time on a certain subject and it's only right that you kick us off with us he's running down the wing and he can finish off sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i had to, I had to go there i'm sure i heard somebody at that door there uh i've got no idea what you're about to say but i'm sure i'll need, I'll need to answer the door <laughs> so obviously FIFA announced um, a rule change um, where penalties are now taken from 25 yards away for the goal instead of the 12-yard spot. Um, I mean, that must be it because Tavney only scores penalties. Um, and what a wand of a penalty this was. Curry, what was your thoughts on the captain fantastic on Saturday and the goal? Right. We'll start with the positives. Uh, 
Tav had an alright game. He scored an absolute belter. I'm not going to take that away. That even Timmy he took, he took the ball off the I don't know which player it was. Um, run up the side, but inside, steadied himself and just slotted it into the top right hand net. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Can I take it away from him? And last week we were talking about the goalie scored. Uh, could any other player do it? And I said, I maybe that one. We have no get anybody else in the team that would score that goal. Uh, it was fantastic. But, and there's a big but here, he never had a brilliant game. He lost the, the ball a couple of times, uh, left his vulnerable at the back, and he had some dodgy crosses in as well. Uh, but I'm not going to, I can't, it has to be a plus for me, because he did play reasonably well, he just, there, there's always a mistake in Tav, and that's the thing that gets me with him, there's just a mistake in him, and against it, who we were playing, it didn't come to much, because they never had much of an attacking force, so we, we had Connor Golson and Suter, who covered, and they done, they, they've done brilliant, He's, Tav's, I don't, he looked a wee bit, I don't know if it was me, but he looked a bit more lively. He looked a bit more fitter. He didn't look as if he, he was quite as slow as he'd been for the last wee while. Uh, whether that was just because he was playing against Timmy County, I don't know. It's just, uh, it really, really, I get, get the fear with him and the other guy that we 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 like to have a go at, who had an absolutely fantastic game as well, Bona Barisic. He actually, he actually defended. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what am I watching here? This is, this is not meant to happen. My, my, my theory is, I'm pretty sure that Bill actually put, puts on, he watches out for me, and he actually comes and watches this pod specifically, just to see what I say to, about certain players, and see how many that I call shite. And what they do is, oh, oh, is that right, Curry? We're shite. I will Okay, we'll prove you. I'm pretty sure that's what happens, right? <laughs> so, so I'm not too sure it, it was high. He gets a plus mark. It, it, it was a, a seven and a half to an eight for me for him. He made mistakes. He played pretty decent. He scored a belter. So I need to put my hand up. He, he was fantastic. But he needs to play like that all the time. So over to Scotty. Aye, Scott, um, one of the long-term listeners, Teddy Bell, he's put in, he's put in a few comments about Tavernier, and he's pointing out that Tavernier and Bonabas are playing further forward. So, they look okay. And I think Teddy, I, I'm calling him out because he does, he is quite consistent with his message, but I think he does speak on behalf of a lot of the support because yeah. Tavernier and Barisic do split opinion. Um, I thought Sutton and Golson had a terrific game. Uh, as I mm-hmm. heard yesterday for the most part but I find when your centre half are playing well it allows your full backs to play better as well so I do think it's all linked Aye definitely um, it's a golden sort of partnership on Saturday looked solid for the first time this season it um, looked as if they clicked to the good bit of chemistry going between the two of them um, Bournemouth have done their job aye, done their job, they've done it in good effect um, they know how to play that position really, really well. I would like to see Tavernier put somewhere else on the park. I think we've got a good football player. But in terms of Europe, I think he's going to get found out this season. He's lost a yard of pace. 
I think you need to, you can't not have him on the pitch. His influence, his, his numbers, everything he brings you is outstanding. But it's just a shame he's got to be a fallback. Um, because of the way he's got to play that position, he needs to get forward. There's going to be spaces. Um, it's my main concern about Tavon Borna this season is can they really do another sixty game a season? What's James Tavernier's no no got them miles in them in them this season to play that position? Um, in terms of what we've, what we've become used to seeing off him, in terms of his numbers and his his. his I mean, the mileage in the guy is ridiculous. It's some engine he's got. Um, but whether we're going to ask him to do it for three games a week again, for another Scott, year at his Scotty, age. Scotty, can I ask you a question, mate? Aye. You were talking about um, actually coming up, uh, going forward a bit. Do you, do you think he would manage a number 10 role? Mm, no, no. I've, I've always wanted to see Tavernier in centre mid. Um Remember years ago when Big Eck done it with Fernando Rickson, moved them for right back and moved them into centre mid, and Rickson just evolved into yes, evolved into a captain, <laughs> a league winning That's captain. True. That's true. Um, I think Tavernier's got similar attributes to to Rickson. Either they're different players, but Tavernier, if if you move him into a midway park, he's he's got a number six that's behind him that's going to like, mop up all his mistakes if he has any. He can put he can put a bit of a dig in. He's got a shot. He can play a pass. No, it's just it's just how you fit him in. It's it's the issue. But I, re- I really don't think him and Borna's got another sixty games in them this season. Fair enough. We've got Redvan who who offers a mere attacking outlet in the left hand side, but we've not really got that in the right hand side with Sterling. So it's like with the day because Tav is getting on a bit, and so is Borna. Just uh, before we keep going with that conversation, a massive fa- thank you to Brian. Just donated five pound to the pod. Um, honestly, anybody who subscribes and donates it, it really does go a long way. It really is appreciated. Thank you, Brian. Um, Shona, I think it's a really interesting point uh, about Tavernier and Bonabarra. It's Rangers over the last five years. They've built their team to uh, to. They built it around it, the fullbacks. Like all their play is based on the fullbacks getting forward and bombing forward. And when James Tavernier and Barisic were at their peak, and they were that half a yard sharper, stronger, fitter, faster, you know, we probably did get more out of that. But as these players are changing, do we need to change our, our tactics? For me, I think the I think the wing backs with three centre halves or even a midfielder drop them in to support the centre halves. I think that's probably the best of both worlds. In Europe, I don't even need to do that away to Ross County. But in Europe, I think seeing a three centre backs, so the wing backs are not exposed. I think that might be the way around it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think uh, you've got to be careful what you wish for because, uh, look, we brought in, we have, we've had to have and born in. Don't get me wrong, they might have lost a bit of pace. And we do lose goals down that left-hand and right-hand side. But let's just look at today. You had Kyle Walker and Trent Alexander-Arnold, two best right-backs in the world at the moment, both making mistakes for goals. So these things are going to happen. I think nowadays the fullback we've got to get away from this. The fullback role is totally changed now. It's what guys can do in attack. I agree. I think Tav has lost a little bit of pace. Tav used to be a striker back in his days. Not an actor. Like, he's moved into the right-back role from being a striker when he was in the back in the day. And you can see why how he gets us so many goals because of his, of his natural ability when he was coming through the youth ranks as a striker before he ended up moving to right back. But I just think we guys, we both need to get away from this because we brought Ridvan in and we brought Sterling in. And so far the fans were crying out for Sterling and Ridvan. And we're now having questions over them too. So look, do I think that Borna and Tavernier are better than Ridvan and Sterling at this moment in time? Absolutely. Have they lost maybe a wee bit of yard in pace? Probably. But as soon as we get up those balls up the pitch and we can get them fullbacks up, Borna and Tavernier have got some peg on them when they can put the balls in. And it's crucial for us in Europe that we take those opportunities because they're going to be very few and far between. If we get into the Champions League, we're going to be up against really, really big teams and we're going to be relying on them for their crossing and their set pieces when it comes to in Europe and Tavernier's penalties and popping up with these goals. So, look, I... I I agree that maybe in the future we do have to look, they're getting older, we're going to have to look at another fullback in the future. But as for, for what I'm seeing, they're both bringing in the numbers, guys. They're both bringing in assists. What else more do you want? Maybe they'll make a mistake at the back. But for me, this is going to come in time. We're going to go back to where hopefully we'll have your wing backs and your midfield hopefully helping these guys out. So, look, it will take time. I think it will. I, I just remember in that 55 season when we had our fullbacks covering for Tab and Borna. And how much better we were. I think, what was it in the first, um, maybe 12 or 15 games? We only conceded seven goals in that season. I don't think we can go back to that. I'm not I'm not saying that we can go back to that. But we have to have guys helping them around them as well. Um, especially because, for me now, the fullback must be one of the most toughest jobs on the pitch. Having to go forward and obviously having to track back and defend. If we had both, it can do both um, Borna and Tav, that could do both. They wouldn't be in our league. But I just look at these other players in the Premier League. See if you look at the most goals in the Premier League, where do they come from? The left-hand side or right-back and left-back. That's just natural because of what the wingers are having to do now is full-back. So if we want to criticise Tav, then obviously there's got to be a lot more criticism out there for other players because from what I see, Tav is just doing his job and I think he's doing a really good job. I thought yesterday's goal, the way he took that goal, I don't know if you guys know, but see trying to get the, the angle and the bend and the shot to dip that off the keeper whilst the ball is rolling. It wasn't even a dead ball situation. It's a really, really hard thing to do. And once again, Tavernier gets us out of a hole. So I think now that we've got Butland in goals, we're going to see a more solid centre-backs with certain and Golson now picking up their partnership. Yeah, I think Bourne and Tav 
uh, Bona and Tav have got a bit more to do. But I'll, honestly, guys, I don't really know what you, why, you, why you guys are criticising so badly because we saw what Ridvan and Sterling could do and they didn't bring what, what, what Bona and Tav done. So just I praised them. Aye, so did I. I praised them. My feel, God. By, by the way, I Colin, you, you, remember you used to be the, the Tav fanboy? You're an amateur compared to Shona, <laughs> by the way. You are an absolute amateur. <laughs> Shona, how no, can you honestly like, can you honestly see Bournemouth and Tav being able to sustain that for sixty games? I see we get into Europa League or Champions League, and we've got European football after Christmas. We're going for a treble. Can they do that all season? I don't, I don't think that, they can. That but my then point. Thinking, that's my main point about. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they can, they, can, they can sustain that that amount of thing, and that's why I think they brought in Redfan and Sterling for that thing. But do I think Redfan and Sterling are going to give you what Tav and Borna do? No. Do you know what I think the problem is? I think Redvan's the man. Sorry. I think it's Rick's, Rick's reward. Uh, the, the reward is the amount of goals that Tav will bring you and the amount of goals that BB will get. But the thing is, last season they never. And I think that's what everybody's thinking about is last season. When they just, well, not so much the end of the season, but all the way through, they weren't producing the, the standard of performance that we were all looking for. And there was more mistakes that cost us a lot of points and it all came down for either the majority was time we bought a Barisic side mostly the, the mistakes were made but also Tav was doing the same and the thing was I, I don't know what it is mm-hmm. see with Tav and Goldson are playing together I think the two of them are always ready to make a mistake because it always seems when Tav is right next to uh, Goldson the boss played too hard they, they always make that mistake but see when Tav's way up the field Goldson does fine. He's running there back and, and he does the job himself. It's just, as I said, it's risk via reward for me anyway. I think probably just to move away from the Tav conversation, but I, I think we've probably summarised so many sections of the support. <laughs> and I, I hope the listeners, though, we don't always, like, we never assume that we're speaking behalf of the Rangers support, but I think we've got a lot of different views. But I think. Um, I think we probably all agree there is still the value and the importance on Tavernier and Borna Barisic, but again, having cover, I've said time and time again in this pod, James Tavernier, Pete James Tavernier came when we had Nathan Patterson as an able deputy. That That's going to be the same for any position. You're going to play as well as you have to play because if you know somebody's at the sidelines, and I think do John Sterling, and I, I do really like Yilmaz, um, if they do begin to start pushing and get settled, then we will see Tavernier and Barisic be able to step that up. But I agree with Scott, they can do it for 60 games a season. The fact that we've relied on them to do it for 60 games a season has been a, a fault at Rangers because we've no had the strength and depth. But I think we'll just put this one under watch this space. Um, Scott, moving away from the actual games then before we come to PSV, um, also a bit of news today. And I do want to talk about the transfer window because we're in the last few days. Um, bit of an emotional post from Yanis Hadji. Um, if I was more technically minded, I would clip in the Titanic music here as I read out um, what he said. He said, I was just a kid signing for this amazing, unique football club and my dream was to represent the club in the best way possible on the European stage and deliver trophies because ultimately that's what I thought will make me fall in love with the club and make me happy. Well, I managed to do that, but that wasn't it. It was you, the fans, the unconditional support, the pressure, the songs, the travelling and most importantly, the way you defended our home, Ibrox. 
the one stadium in the world that can fly for a full 90 minutes. Ibrox, baby, it's just different. This is definitely not a goodbye. We'll meet again someday, I'm sure. But until then, go smash it. Once a ranger, always a ranger. So I'll maybe give a few seconds for all the listeners to um, to compose themselves, um, open that window, you know, catch up breaths. But that comes off the back of Yanis Hadji and moving to um, Alaves on loan for a season. What is your thoughts on that? See, when I seen it, First on Twitter day that the deal had went through, my initial reaction was I was happy for a guy because he's went a, a good league, good club, he's going to get first team football. I thought, that's brilliant. He's going to go, he's going to find a bit of form again, get his match sharpness back and come back and absolutely smash it at Rangers next season. But then he put up post on Instagram and it's, it's kind of got me wavering a bit that I'm probably never going to see him again in the Rangers jersey. Um, I just when I think of Yanis Hadji, I think of Braga. Like, at half an hour, he gave us against Braga. It was, it's going to stick with me for the rest of my days. Um, absolutely fantastic player, and it's just a it's, it's an absolute shame that things have worked out from the way it's worked. Um, it's not anybody's fault. It's certainly not a player's fault, as he says in his press conference the other week. He's um, he's fit and firing and ready to go, but. When you've got Todd Cantwell and Tom Tom Lawrence and all these guys in front of you, and the manager's opinion, they're, they're going to be pretty hard to shift to get the first team games. So I think the best that we can hope for as a supporter now is just to wish him all the best and hopefully it's a good season because then it's going to bump his transfer value up a wee bit for next summer. But by all means, I'm not saying I would love to see Yanis Hadji have a good season and come back and get right back into that team next year. Sure, I think me and you are quite similar on the Yanis Hadji topic. Um, I really like him. I really like him as a player. I think he does add something different to what we've now got um, at Rangers in that number 10 position. I think he does add a wee bit mm-hmm. of a different style of player to Alamers or Camwell or Lawrence. But I do concede that we don't need that for every game. There is games where you know the other guys are going to be more suited. So we can't guarantee him. Uh, football and at his age with his ability I think he does have to go so Scott summarised it quite well I'm happy for him but I, I do there's a wee part of me that hopes that he ju- <laughs> the loan is just to go and get him playing football and he comes back mm-hmm. as the main man this year Yeah I think the loan move is actually a really good move I was really surprised it's kind of conflicting reports that you're getting from this because Hadji's coming out and saying he's fit Bill's coming out and saying he's not fit that Instagram message tells me that's a goodbye message but it's not a goodbye message because he's only way out in loan. So I'm not too sure what's really going on behind the scenes with Hadji with all this. It seems a wee bit, honestly, there seems a bit of breakdown in communication with me. But look, I'm happy he's got the loan move. I'm happy there's not a buyback clause in there as well. It allows us to get him up and fit, allows him to get his game time that he needs. He wants to be in the Euros next year with Romania and he's not going to get that game time at Rangers and he's not going to get the opportunities when it comes to Champions League football. So I think it's a really good move for Hadji. I think also as well, if he does well out there, it's only going to help us with, our, um, with the, the value of him. I think um, if he does well, his value will always go, will might go up a wee bit. Um, and if we have to move him on, then we'll always we'll get more money for him. So, look, I think it's a really good move, but I just think it's a bit conflicting reports and what, what, we're, what we're getting told from Hadji's camp um, and Hadji himself compared to what Rangers now. He's only had a 20-minute cameo against Morton and he basically he's coming out and saying that he should be in the first team. I think, like, 
I think with Beal, you nearly, really, nearly need to work hard to get into that first team. And there's something that's just not quite there between Hadji and Beal for me. But look, I hope he proves himself. I hope he goes out there and I hope he does well. And uh, I would love to see him back in a Rangers top, but I think just now he's just a wee bit below the pecking order at the moment. So uh, he's not going to get that game time at the moment. So it's best for him to move and get a loan deal and uh, hopefully we'll see him next year. But um, yeah, I think there's been a bit, bit of a breakdown in communication between Hadji and uh, Rangers somewhere along the way. Curly, obviously... What Sean was referring to, and a couple of comments have come in about it there. Cami, Kay, Fickney, it was a personal fallout with Bill. Um, others saying that like the rain was on the wall after the interviews, but for him, did have missed it? Yanis Aji was put out for the press conference and he was asked about him starting. And he says, I, um, I respect the manager's decisions, but I don't have to agree with him. Um, you know, I think I'm in good shape, I think I could be in line for a starting position. Michael Beale was asked about it throughout the week. And obviously, when you take away the daily record fucking rag-style headlines, when you actually read it, it wasn't as toxic as what they've tried to make you. Michael Beale's just said he's, he's in a heavily congested, contested position, that number 10. Todd Cantwell, Tom Warrens, Sam Lammers. So Michael Beale didn't come out and rubbish him. Yanis Aji didn't start a fall with the manager. For me, I... I think there's been an honest conversation, but I do like it, but Michael Beale always get that from him. I think he's been very honest with Hadji. How easy would it be to be selfish and say, oh, no, no, you'll play, and then get just see out the, the August transfer window? But he has been honest and upfront and said, listen, these are my plans. You're no, you're no in the starting 11 right now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Be- uh, Hadji was Beale's first official signing or re-signing for the club. Is that right? Uh, under Gerard, how did you signed? Ah, but he he got a, he got an extra contract. It was Bill's first mm-hmm. ever signing no. or re-signing. No, he wasn't there. It was already done. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that one. The the Ranger... it was right. there, yeah. Anyway, we need to get honest about Haji, right? Everybody was, was talking about uh, before he. Get injured. They ha- he hadn't been playing well for a, a few games, but eventually we found out that he had been carrying an injury, and also then he got that really badging that put him out for ages, right? Hadji was was one of the most gifted technical footballers we had at Rangers. He had a footballing brain that not one person within the Rangers side could match for his intelligence. It was just unfortunate he never had any players that around about him that were in the same wavelength as him. And that was the unfortunate thing. He gave us probably one of the greatest nights, one of, not the best, but one of the greatest nights of football in Rangers history against Braga. Because that was just, it might have been a deflection, but what a night that was. What an absolute night that was. Uh, I think that's probably one of the loudest I've ever heard, Ibrox. For me personally. Obviously, there have been other people that said better, right? But he's, he was out for a year. He comes out, he makes his statement. Now, he didn't directly attack Bill. There was nothing said there that if to be. Michael Beale went, oh my God, what was he saying that for? It was respectable. And I know this may be a way out, way out there, and obviously totally wrong, and it's 
pure speculation in my part. I think this has actually came for higher. I think it's been the higher someday. You know the way Rangers are getting run right now. Rangers are really, really stringent now and really strict. The way they, they they see Rangers, and I think that a player coming out and even saying a negative thing is really been caught on. And I think it's been someday above. It's been above Bill's head, and he's been telling listen. Need to get him going. The, the, I just don't. I, I don't see how this really benefits us. This loan move. I just don't get it. Because. Apparently there was up to three clubs want to buy him, right? Then all of a sudden he's going to a, a club on loan. He puts out a message that me personally, I think he does want to come back. Whether he gets back to another thing, but I think it's a message saying that I don't you worry, I will be back. That's the way I see it. Obviously everybody's different for me. They say that it's on oh, no, he'll, he'll never come back again. But it'll benefit him because he's got to get minutes. That's money. I, I think we would have been better trying to sell him to get money in because we still need another couple of players. In my, my point of view, anyway, we need two more players and we need the money. So we were talking about, I think somebody said, I, I think Paul there, somebody offered him two and a half million. You gotta go and bite my fucking arse, two and a half million. I, maybe double that, you maybe even get, you maybe get one of his legs. That, that, that two and a half million piss up you. You'd be lucky to get me for two and a half million. Well, I mean, bloody Hadji. We own that, Johnny. That's that's why I I think the loan move does make financial sense because if he's mm. one of our most sellable assets, he's contracted to twenty twenty six. You want to sell him at his peak, and he's only exactly. been he's playing football. Um, Scott, like, like you come in there, like we're, we're going to. What if he gets injured? It's a fucking day. What it's a risk and reward, isn't it? That's... Yeah. I want the money to do. I want, <laughs> I want the money in it and I want players in for this season. No, no following seasons. I want I want to make sure that we get this Aye, we... title. I bet Aye, you cash out every get... fucking coupon you get, don't you? You've <laughs> never let a coupon run. <laughs> You've already got the money for Kamara that's going to come in in Sakala money sitting there. Though. We've, we've made more money this summer. We're nearly breaking even with signings we've made. And we've been out and spent. We don't need to sell Hadji. Not just now. Let him go, play, find his form, and then we'll get double what we could possibly get in the market just now. Oh, I agree there, Scott. You know, I, I agree. Right. I mean, you say it was obviously he was going to go. I just, I don't see the the benefits for Rangers. That's the only thing. I don't. I think it's a negative if we had either sell him or kept him. That's. I just don't understand mm. why he's went out and loan. It obviously it frees Hi. up the wages, but I, I don't, I don't Hi. know. Harry, what happens if he goes on to uh, the Romania squad and has a really good Euros and comes back to us? It's it's money is double double fold. It's double. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're doubling your money on that. See, that's what I hope. I'm sure. See, that's what I want. I hope that, as I said, I hope he does come back because I think he's a he's a fantastic footballer. He always has been. So he just had a wee bit of drop of form. Sorry, doll. I'm just saying, is this not the right thing then for him to get game time, to get 30, 40 games and then come back after an, a good Euros and see what he can bring the Rangers next year? It's and just, so uh, uh, it's mixed emotions, I think, for me. It's mixed emotions. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't know. To I'm be just, fair, nobody's thinking puzzled. straight after reading that Instagram post of all our hearts are fucking up our asses, man. It's, it's Colin, that's a good point. That, I think that has put, a lot, I think that's what's got to me, is that the message that he sent out. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's made me even more like, w- w- what's going on? 
because it was such a, it was an absolutely brilliantly put and it's a pity we don't see that for mere footballers I've always said that I think the the players should be given more exposure uh, to show them how much they actually appreciate fans and how much they think of the club because I think it's only a benefit look at Todd Cantmel exactly so before we finish up um so we do have the small matter of PSV on Wednesday. Um, Scott, it's a carbon copy of the position we were in last year. Um, to each draw, Ibrox going there. Probably a similar feeling after uh, we fell at the first leg at Ibrox last year. Probably not as confident as we were going in. Um, for me, I think it's I think we're up against a, a bigger, better, faster, fitter PSV team, right. a better coached. I think Rangers have the makings to be much better than what they were last year, but it's not quite clutch yet. How are you feeling going into Wednesday night? Um, as long as we get a good account of ourselves, um, as long as we can go and say, you know what, that was a decent enough performance. As I've said, as I've said the last couple of weeks, Colin, that I'm happy with Europa League football this season. I think it's important for us this season to, to go and maintain a good standard of football and maintain our form. I know we're Rangers and we should be trying to get Champions League football and stuff every year, but um, as long as we get into this and throw everything at it, that's, that's all I ask. Again, as long as the players put the application, the effort in, I, it's, 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 it's a really, really hard call because you don't know what Rangers are, or you don't know what Rangers are going to turn up. We could turn up and win one nothing again. It could just be a carbon copy of last last summer, last season for all we know, and we could be sitting in the Champions League. Um, or but I do reckon we're, we're probably going to be looking at Europa League for a bit, to be honest. Shona, you know I have. You'll get some excellent fucking podcasters on here, like yourself included, who actually know the game of football. I'm a bit more basic. I I go in the emotional side of the game, and I think we underplay that so much. And um, I don't know if this is just um, being a bit too hopeful, but is there something got to be in PSV's heads? These bastards again. This fucking Rangers again. Is that going to get them? And the reason I say that, we've wrote the um, the, the stories about De Jong um, booting the door down at halftime because they went in 1 0 down. And I can imagine that because Rangers probably didn't truthfully deserve to go in 1 0 up at halftime last week. Um, is that something that we can maybe use to advantage? Absolutely. They are rattled and we are up for the battle and we are the underdogs going into this game and that absolutely suits us. So, look, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I agree in exactly what Scotty says. I think, uh, look, if we don't get through this, we're in the, the group the group one of the Europa League. So, as much as everyone wants to get into the Champions League, and yes, it's a massive game for Beal. I think this is the biggest week uh, in his managerial career so far. If he can get us through that and then obviously the, the tie on Sunday, which I'm sure... Uh, We'll definitely take care of because we're absolutely rattled at the moment as well. So, no, look, um, I think that they'll go with exactly the same team that we had last week. And I think Bill will go with exactly the same tactics. I know people didn't like that in the in the first half of last week, but I think he'll go with exactly the same. I think he's going to try and frustrate PSV. And then what we'll do is we'll try and hit them on the counter-attack. I think there'll be times in the game where I think we'll need to do better. I think we'll have to get somebody... Um, more sitting up the park. I think um, last week we had a lot of guys sitting in defence and there wasn't really an outball. So mm. I think that's probably one thing that we'll need to work on is maybe take Dessers out of the, the when it comes to 
um, with uh, corners and free kicks. I think he needs to take pressures out of that out of that situation and have them further up upfield. So we've got an outball for for when we we manage to get possession from transition from um, attacking uh, from midfield into attack. So look, I'm expecting the exactly the same team. I think that's exactly why Jack was rested at the weekend. I don't think Jack at this moment in time can play three uh, full games in, in one week, especially if we've got. Um, if we go into extra time or penalties and then we've got the old firm game at the weekend. So, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think being the underdogs absolutely suits us. I think it'll be a very, very tight game. I don't think there'll be as many goals as like, like we saw last week. Um, and I expect us to go into that game and I do expect us to win it because obviously I'm going to say that. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a very tight game. I'm really looking forward to it. Curry, am I right in guessing that you're probably not as confident and as hopeful as myself, Scott and Shona. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not as confident. I've just, m- my mind is on the league this season and yeah. nothing else. I don't care. I'm sorry. And I know everybody will hate me for saying that. Do I think we could beat PSV? I think we could beat them. Uh, I think we've got enough there. Uh, I think that the, the worst thing they could have done is take a rest this weekend and no play because they came out absolutely assured that they were going to bar us and they were lucky to get away with a 2-2 draw. Now they've got the Tuesday to this Tuesday to think about that. That oh, We gave it our all there and we could only manage it. We could only sneak a draw and the only reason they got a draw is because they had jammy goal when it came off the boys shooter. That's the only reason they got it. But I don't the advantage just to win, aye. Do I care if they lose? No. I, I couldn't care less because the one thing, and I've said it to the start of the season, I don't care about Champions League. For the club, aye, it's going to make a huge difference with the money. But is that, what's that going to mean at the end of the year if they take the title again? It means nothing. We go into a Champions League. We're no, let's be honest, we are no good enough for Champions League we're no. We don't have enough. Agree. We don't have enough up front. We don't have enough defence. Have we got good players? Aye. Have we got Europa players? To do well in it, aye. I think we've, we did quite well in Europa. But no Champions League. And the last thing I want to see is another fuck-up like last season. Because that, that, I think that scarred everybody. Aye. And it scarred the club because of the results. And I think that was a lot today with the, the tem- temperament and the, the thought process uh, who was in charge at the time. But I don't want to uh, ever see that again. And I don't think we're ready to go into Champions League. I'm sorry. I know everybody will be like, but I don't care. I'm being honest here. We well, have no Champions League quality yet. And people can clip that if they want. But it's true. But no Scottish club is fucking exactly to right. Champions League quality. It's That's probably not as a unique viewpoint is what you think. Um, I don't know, mate. I think I've I, got a lot of hate for that. Ah, uh, you, you get a lot of hate anytime you're on this fucking board. Don't worry, mate. Nothing new there. <laughs> and yeah, look at that bothered. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably the I go in a bad mood when Rangers lose the cross. Um, well, Rangers could be playing Tiddly Winks and I can absolutely want them to win it. It's, I want us to apply ourselves the best mm-hmm. as we can and every competition we're in. I think I said this through the summer. 
this year the league is so important. It's the most important it's been in years. But we say that every summer since I remember watching the uh, Rangers. My dad said that every summer since he remembers watching Rangers, so on and so forth. That's never going to change. Um, Scott, I know you were agreeing with quite a lot there, but I think if if you if you look at the, the reasons why we were at in the Champions League, other than football reasons, there's several millions of them if you look for reasons. Aye, 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 and when you look at, obviously we can get a decent run in the Europa League, but we are chasing Celtic in terms of finances, and we until we get a different structure and keep on building on the on the background of the club, we are going to continue doing that. I think it is a bit more important than but than face value. I know, I I get it, I, I completely get it. But as Curry says, it's it's all about league title this season. Um, I don't know about way coefficient coefficient points are going if it's still automatic entry into Champions League next season or next if season's the last one, mate. Next season's the last right, time. Well, if it is, well, if we get into Europa and maintain, we just need to win that title this season. Win a title, we get Champions League football next year. I know what you mean about sustainability. It's it's an awful lot for a club, but. In terms of outlays, we've not really had any outlays this summer because we brought it all back in by selling players. So financially, I we've not had a a big transfer fee in like a Nathan Patterson or a Calvin Bassey or or anything like that. We probably need the Champions League money, let's be honest about it. Um but at the same time, like I I don't want to see them win another league title. I think we, there's potential for a fucking treble this season. I watched, I watched the last half an hour yesterday. They are shite. They've not got a fucking hope in hell of doing anything this year. St. Johnston? They're all on Radio Clyde last night complaining they had no centre-halves. You don't, centre-halves don't score goals, lads. It's fucking strikers. And your manager's not got a clue. So we've got a potential to really go into a clean sweep this season. So let's focus on that. Uh, domestic owners need to, need to come first in European football is European football. It's always been a bonus for Rangers. It leaks with Mars. Aye, and that's never going to change. Um, the league is always the most important. Um, at the same time, I do understand, I do um, appreciate, you know, there's a lot of mixed comments coming. I've tried to share as much as I can. It, it is interesting to see, you know, there's so many people either side of it, but I do, I do get that part of, you know, if we're in a tournament, we want to do our best. But I think that'll bring us to a close for this week, folks. I think we've wrote through quite a, a lot of decent discussion. We've all managed to disagree with each other and nobody's fallen out, which is always is always quite unique, especially where I sit in the Copeland Real, man. It's like a fucking jungle there anytime the lineup gets read out. But what I'm going to do, as always, I'm going to press you for a goodbye and a prediction for Wednesday, starting with Shona. Plenty of solid feedback uh, for you tonight, um, keeping us maniacs in check. Thanks for coming on, Shona. Well, thank you very much. And I uh, disagree with the guys because I think, um, look, if you've got any ambition and you're a Rangers football club, you should be in Champions League year in, year out. Um, it only helps the club, only helps the value of the players. Um, and the players, obviously, attitude. I think if you're playing at the top level against these guys, year in, year out, you're only going to get better. Yeah, get get the guys that we took an absolute skeleton last year. We've got the group of death. We'll not get that this year. We're going to group three. Um, but yeah, as, as Curry says, the league is obviously the most important thing for me. But look, if you want to be at Rangers Football Club, you've got to aim high and you've got to aim for the very, very best. And for me, you've got to be playing in that Champions League. So look, um, I know the guy says that we're probably at this moment in time fit for Europa, but not for me. 
you've got to be wanting to go to the very best if you want to go to the very top of Rangers and that's the Champions League and playing against the best players in the world. So, um, look, all on Wednesday night, I'm looking forward to it and I'm going for a 1-0 win and I think it's going to be penalty to Rangers and it's going to be a tavernier. That's how it's going to go for me. So, <laughs> get that on your chicken, guys. Get that. Or either it's going to come a tondo off the bench, one of the two. But yeah, for me, it'll be a 1-0 win. It'll be a really, very tight game and we're going to go through 1-0. Sorry, thank you very much for coming on. As always, mate, what is your goodbyes and your prediction? Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for coming. Uh, as always, uh, get some great people coming in. The comments come in thick and fast, as always, and some tremendous things. A lot of people disagree with me. Of course, it's me. <laughs> I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but hey-ho. Uh, just a wee forward from last week's uh, pod we told you about Bill and Bill was supposed to be on tonight Emma. and unfortunately we've had reports that the reason he's actually not here, that, that he has been having talks with that certain company so if you watched last week's pod you'll know what I'm talking about so he's, he's actually been in discussions with them, uh, so he, he was saying that he had a birthday party or something to go to, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying that there's a Lana Wolf type of birthday party by the <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to think that myself, mate. I <laughs> but score wise, I'm gonna go with Shona. I think we're gonna win one nothing. I think unfortunately I think it's gonna go to extra time though. I think we're gonna get a goal and I'm going to go Big City to score it. Lovely. Well, wait, I'll take that. I'll take a one now any which way possible. And last but not least, thank you very much for coming on again, Scott. Good to have you on, mate. No, thanks for having me again, guys. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers, and it's going to be Dessers and Danny Oway goals. The two of them appointed PSV in the past. I think Dessers is going to come good in Wednesday night, and it we play them. Um, Dessers is going to come good in Wednesday night. Shows what he's made up. I am going to go two one. And another, and another uh, hole in the door for Luke De Jong at full time. I um, we may need to set up a, a De Jong uh, support page. Um, plenty. How are you feeling about Yanis Hadji leaving? He might need the same amount of care and attention. Um, I'm going to go. Fuck it, two nothing Rangers. Um, Tavernier will score another penalty, I think. Clean uh, sheet as well. <laughs> we need to start some point. We need to start some point. Um, Tavernier and Rabbi Matondo, Jack Butland will have the Tina Park deck chair out, sipping a warm tan of tenants. That's how confident I am. Um, we'll do a performance first minute to the night, so we may as well do it midweek. That'll come next weekend. Aye. That's well, why not two in the one week? Why not two in the one week? But, um, as always, folks, really appreciate everybody taking the time out to listen and watch. Um, also, put a wee banner up in the in the bottom if you do like what you see. We're going to be back with the daily news show every day this week, Monday, Friday, um, for additional content and you get early access to any additional shows. Just a pound a month. Um, if you don't like that, paying for content's not your bag. If you can find us a wee like, subscribe, even a retweet, it does really help the pod. But most importantly, Hope to see you all again on Thursday night in the live stream when we're discussing who we've got in the Champions League group stage draw. Until then, take care. We are the people.